Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. I'm one of the hosts here, Charles Chuck Thompson. Bring it to you straight today. Are you? Straight and late. Very late. Yeah, and I don't mean that in like a, you know, I'm anti-gay or anything. I'm just <laughs> like straight means like I'm just I'm just telling it like it is. It's good to get that out there. With, you want to make sure we don't... Uh, have any misinformation today exactly. well actually most of the podcast is going to be misinformation with, probably with my friend that you hear there mr nathaniel paul thurston and uh we talk about life liberty and the pursuit of meaning on this show every single day of the week when we want to and every friday nate happens to scour the well you do it during the week it's mm-hmm. it's all week it's throughout it's just, the week yeah. on friday we announce the dumbest things that nate has found some <laughs> things that the live group finds, which you could join by going to goodmorninglibertylocals.com, and some things uh, that I find once a month. I'd probably send you something once a month about. Um, on average, Every- maybe once a month. Okay. Yeah. You know when you're at the real quick personal story. You know when you're at the doctor. Mm-hmm. They're like, "How often do you drink?" And it's like, "Well, I drink, but I." Like, I don't drink very often, so I just put, like, one drink per month. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because, yeah. like, there may be six months where I don't drink at all, and then one month I'll have, like, you know, 12 drinks in one night. Like last night when you got hammered drunk while we were hanging out <laughs> with our friend Josiah. I mean, he could barely even walk when he left. After, you drove just fine, though. I did. It was no problem. After two beers. <laughs> all right, let's <laughs> let's get into some of these dumb bleeps because we do have a hard stop today. We're going to be having a really nice, exciting interview directly after this Podcast. So number one right here for Dumb Bleep. The ACLU challenges Yunkin order mandating choice on school masks. This is not real. What a mandate. Are you serious? That's a real thing. Yeah. Yes. This is real. A group of Virginia parents are suing Governor Glenn Yunkin and his administration in federal court saying his order making masks optional in public schools violates federal disability law Mm. by putting their vulnerable children at risk. The lawsuit was filed in federal court on Tuesday by the ACLU. The ACLU is involved in similar cases in Iowa and South Carolina. The plaintiffs represent 11 students with conditions that include cancer, cystic fibrosis, asthma, Down syndrome, and diabetes that that make COVID-19 more dangerous. Quote, universal mask use may be necessary to protect some children, the plaintiffs write. For many of these children, Governor Yunkin has effectively barred the schoolhouse door. Uh, Meanwhile, a separate group of three Loudoun County parents filed a lawsuit against the county school board on Tuesday, saying it was violating Glenn Yunkin's law by requiring universal masking in defiance of Yunkin's order. (laughs) Man, he can't win for losing. (laughs) Tell you what. Uh, later on, they say students who cannot wear masks should be accommodated as well. 
Uh, but all of that process is being usurped by the governor's order. First off the headline, didn't it? When I saw the screenshot, by the time I went to actually look for the article, I was like, it's a good thing I have the screenshot because they're going to change the headline because they changed it. They put mandating choice in the headline. Mm -hmm. Okay. No, it's still there. It is still the headline of the article. Wow. Yeah. After all this time. Yeah. Usually the, I mean, the ACLU can go, you know, off the rocker, but usually they're pretty decent on, you know, protecting civil rights. They used to be a lot more decent than they are right now, but freedom. Yeah. You know, and, uh, for, for all people. And, uh, now of, course therefore mandates yeah so, and isn't that interesting it's this weird thing where listen if you have a kid that is immunocompromised for something or covid's more dangerous what i also want to know is what about all the other time when the flu is going around you know, remember that flu thing a lot of kids get the flu uh, people still die from that okay people still get pneumonia from various mm-hmm. different things and so what about all the other time that there's viruses going around that kids are getting you know Wearing a mask all those times, or anything or, for that matter that kids yeah. die from, mm-hmm. like the, you know, the a child with these types of things, like it. This is difficult because a kid with cancer is unfair. Mm-hmm. Like it's already unfair. It is very unfair, and it sucks, and it's terrible, and uh, you know, cancer sucks in general, but especially for kids because. We know for sure they don't deserve it because yeah. they're some, kids. Some people yeah. that get it, too. Um, I'm not saying anybody does. I'm just saying for kids, you know for well, sure. Listen, statistically, someone who's gotten cancer truly deserved it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> You're saying well, at okay? least That's a hard least fact one right person. there. Hard facts, but it's true. <laughs> at all least right. one person. You're telling me one person who got cancer in the past didn't deserve it. Uh, now, I said I didn't know. But these kids... They yeah. don't deserve it. No, they don't. I mean, they might suck. And having but other they don't deserve cancer. Having other comorbidities sucks. You know, things that whatever. But look, the that child's life is is at a higher risk than everyone else's already. Mm-hmm. Whether or not COVID exists, whether or not people actually wear masks, because what about this question? Do the masks work? Right. Right. How about that one? Yeah. Does that question play into this situation at all? Well, it makes it the job of the parent a lot easier. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, well, I can send my kid to school still so I can do all my selfish things throughout the day. And they're safe. Yeah. And otherwise, they have a guilty conscience like, ooh, I don't know if I should send my kid because what if they die of COVID because they have cancer? You know, maybe I should keep them home. Look, if you've got – we what we know about COVID is that it kills people. The majority of people that it kills are those that have comorbidities. Mm-hmm. So if you have a bunch of comorbidities, you should be trying to avoid this virus at all costs. You should be. I would say especially if you have cancer and your yeah. immune system is way your down. Your immune system's compromised, you, know. you have cancer, like you don't do well with like the common cold mm-hmm. and things of that nature, like this virus is pretty deadly for you, so you probably shouldn't be going to school. <laughs> it would be my like if this were my kid yeah. that had all of these issues, I wouldn't put him around other people. But what's best is to make all of the other kids strap a virtue signal onto their face. That's actually what you need to do. That way you at least feel better, like someone is doing something. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they've had, you just All you're doing is ridden the parents' guilt. They've had the mask this whole time, and somehow they're still COVID there in the schools. And some kids you have know, died. It's not as if all... Like what? barely any, but the, some kids have died. The kids put on a mask and then you're not worried about COVID anymore at the school. Like, is that really how this works? Yeah. I don't know. 
the the hey dump. son if you, as long as you're wearing a mask you can lick the toilet it's fine so so you're wearing a mask shared for dumb bleep because we got to move on is one the washington post for crafting this brilliant mandating choice headline <laughs> and two the parents for not reading mm. the available science that is out there all right number two Ontario court freezes access funds raised for protest convoy on give, send, go platform. Folks, they're pulling out all the stops here. They are. So from CBC, the Ontario Superior Court of Justice has granted a request from the provincial government to freeze access. Imagine that. The government granted it the government. (laughs) Access. That's nice of them. Uh, to freeze access to millions of dollars. What do you call those ball washing stations? Yeah. <laughs> those hand washing hand stations. Washing. Sorry. Yeah. Same. That makes way more sense. Could be ball washing too. Who knows? We play a lot of golf. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Under the table. Yeah. They play a lot of golf. <laughs> and pool. Yes. All right. So let's so, go on. Anyway, the government approved of itself to freeze access to millions of dollars donated through online fundraising platform Gibson Go to the Truckers Convoy. A statement from Premier Doug Ford's office. He's not Canadian. <laughs> Doug Ford, that's an immigrant. <sighs> well, from his office on Thursday, said Attorney General Doug Downey a lot brought, of Dougs. <laughs> brought the application for the order under Section whatever, this criminal code, to prohibit anyone from distributing donations made through the website's Freedom Convoy 2022 and Adopt-A-Trucker campaign pages. Ivana Yelich, a spokesperson for the Premier, said that the order binds any and all parties with possession or control over these donations. The Gifts and Go campaign has raised $8.2 million U.S. dollars so far. That's like, what, 10, 11, 12 Canadian dollars? I don't know what the exchange rate. They could be stronger than ours right now. I'm not sure. Also on Thursday, representatives of the Ontario government declined a third invitation to participate in trilateral talks to deal with ongoing vaccine mandate protests, sources told CBC News. The meeting of representatives of all three levels of government has scheduled uh, was scheduled for the afternoon Yeah, for this time. Now, isn't that something? And you mentioned this the other day, that you still have to get through the banks and then also the government that has control over the banks. Mm-hmm. I, and this is this is one of the tyrannical problems. We, that we put have. it in White Pill Wednesday that they uh, that they lost the GoFundMe, but they had already raised a bunch of money on Gifts and Go, and it was mentioned, although on White Pill Wednesday, that they would still have to go through the banks, which are controlled by the government. And so, if they really want to stop it, they still can. They're going to have to find a way to do this. Uh, through crypto, really, is going to be the only way, which is a, yet another example of why the governments hate crypto so much. Well, and also this is this. Stems from a broader conversation of where sometimes people think libertarians are stupid for getting mad about things like, oh, it doesn't affect your real life. And the whole reason why we get mad about these sorts of things is because it could. Mm -hmm. I'm not actually. Let me rephrase that. The reason why we get mad about these things is because they will be used against you in the future. Yeah. Okay. In a court of justice. Exactly. The reason I'm so angry that Obama signed the the NDAA law into um into or signed the NDDA Act into law was because there was a provision in there. They allowed the federal government to sue to de, uh, detain you without charging you for a crime indefinitely. And you know there was an earmark on that signing that said our administration does not intend to use this. It's like okay, well, great. And so everybody, if you were to bring that up, people would be like, oh, well, that's not that wouldn't happen in America. It, but they they will they will use it. 
that you will use these types of things against you. It's why we speak out against, you know, the $600, the IRS having access to anything over $600 to view your bank accounts. It's having like, your face ID for the face ID is like, yeah. oh, well, if you have nothing to hide, what's wrong with it? It's because 20 years from now, they'll use it against you if you try to do anything against them. And this is, this is a very dangerous thing that's happening. So I will be paying close attention through my good friend, Nate. All right. What's happening above the border. So, all right. So this thing right here, we're going to go on the dumb leap. Number three, that was number two, Canada trying to make sure they don't get that money still. Uh, number three, I saw this video roll across from CNN. They were talking to a researcher trying to figure out why Joe Rogan is so popular. <laughs> this is great. It was this just hilarious. It, uh, I found it so funny. And I don't know what, just the, the thought of this whole thing that they're just this mystery, this, this rubric that they're trying to solve. Like, why is he so popular? And we're not, I don't know. So uh, let's see real quick. The Joe Rogan Experience. Joe Rogan hosts one of the most popular podcasts in the world. I'm not I'm not an anti-vax person. Right. But despite his claims, he's used his platform to make false and inaccurate statements about COVID-19 and vaccines. If you're a healthy person and you're exercising all the time and you're young and you're eating well, and like I don't think you need to worry about this. He's also used racist and offensive language. We get out and we're giggling. Ooh, who's he playing games? We walk into Planet of the Apes. <laughs> we walked into Africa, dude. Even with these controversies, Rogan remains wildly popular. So the question is, why? I've probably spent hundreds of hours listening to Joe Rogan. Yeah, no, easily hundreds of hours. Gabriel Wisniewski Parks is a research fellow at UNC Greensboro who has studied Rogan's appeal. What makes him so magnetic to his audience is his very vocal resistance to tribalism. This is somebody who can have on his podcast Ben Shapiro and Alex Jones and have deep and interesting, meaningful conversations with them. And then in the one other breath, he can have on Cornell West and Bernie Sanders and do the exact same thing. And this really resonates with people. And one other connection we can... What really... So we don't have to watch the whole thing, but I think you guys get it. What what really resonates with people is that I think that people see him as truthful. I don't feel like they're getting BS the whole time, except when they listen to Bernie Sanders, mm -hmm. you know, it's BS or Ben Shapiro, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I guess that, that holds up for him as well, but that's really what it is. And CNN just can't figure it out. They got to do this, this research on what the heck's going on, man. I just don't get it. Why is it? Well, it's because they don't feel like they're just getting manipulated and lied to the whole time. At least even if he's wrong, here's a good part about it. You know, he's wrong. He's being, he's truthfully trying to get down to the bottom of things. And that's something that the media doesn't do. And he'll admit when he's wrong. Mm -hmm. Even if he's wrong about admitting he was wrong. Even, yeah, even if he's not wrong. <laughs> he'll, he'll come admit. up, he'll come out and say, look, I got this wrong. You know, here's what I said at this point, And here's, you know, here's some new information. And I was wrong. Um, we pointed that out one time about him, but he was wrong about being wrong. He was. He was actually right. <laughs> so but, I want him to come out and admit that he was wrong about that. About being wrong. Yes. Yes. So... <laughs> Yeah, um, and it's interesting how CNN is, like, doubling down on mm -hmm. this. Well, tripling. Hey, down. maybe they'll figure out something through their research, though. Yeah, they like, will. Hey, maybe we should stop being such big pieces of crap all the time. steal, like, the Huffington Post idea for that music and oh. <laughs> that investigation video. <laughs> so we got a seven-minute video here. What was their conclusion? Here. We don't, well... Uh, it was basically that, that he's kind of the, the everyman, and they like that he talks to everyone, and which I think is true. You know, they, they like that whole thing. Uh, I don't think they picked up on the fact that he's not coming at it with a massive bias all the time. He doesn't have an agenda. Yeah. There's no, no agenda. Yeah. That is correct. That is, you are correct, sir. Okay. 
That was Dumb Bleep number three, CNN just painfully trying to figure out why people don't like them. This next one comes from a debate. Oh, this, this is Oxford good. Union debate. And Michaela, I, we, we heard this first from Dr. Jordan Peterson when he was on Joe Rogan. Tied together, he talked about Michaela's debate where she was talking about how she only eats meat. And then they had a, a vegan come up there and talk about why you shouldn't <coughs> eat meat. Okay. And her reasoning was not that, uh, well, these are living creatures and it's wrong to kill them. You know, they, they feel pain and it's bad. Her reason, well, you know what? We're just going to have to play it for you because it might be a little bit ridiculous. Let's see what she had to say. Read the motion and I believe we should move beyond all meat. So what we choose to eat has consequences far beyond the circumference of our plates. Specifically, your vote tonight expresses your allegiance to or rejection of a white supremacist patriarchal worldview. <laughs> Do we vote to further inequality and sustain world-destroying violence? In the sexual politics of meat, we know how settler colonialism worked. Michaela's laughing. And a race oh, and yeah. replace system that forced indigenous people off the land, replacing them with cattle and white settlers. I recognize today as Indigenous Peoples Day. One of the defining aspects of the colonial the legacy the back, is yeah, an ongoing white supremacist belief system and an ownership paradigm. When you own the land, you get the title to it. Entitlement and ownership are linked. All the justifications for the taking of land by white colonial authorities included the claim, well, the Indians can't prove they own the land. Hunting exists within this colonial ownership paradigm. It presumes that animals don't have title to their own lives. Once dispossessed of their lives, the, the hunted animal hunt, can become uh, your property. Oh, they never hunted uh, okay. buffalo. Making sure. Uh, in a minute. Tatanka. Approximately 90% of Native Americans were killed off by erase and replace settler colonialism. It's the new colonialism that boasts, I'll hunt for myself and be grateful like the Native Americans. As well, like the Native Americans, I thank the animal for their sacrifice. And I wonder, how do you know the animal would have picked you to feed off their corpse? The argument that hunting is ethical presumes that some primeval form of eating exists, <laughs> unmediated by corrupting influences of society. There's no room in the new colonialism for an indigenous worldview to exist. 70% of the population would have to be eliminated for people to try to rely on hunting to survive. Who would live and who dies and who decides? As for domesticated animals, Percy Shelley pointed out just after being expelled from Oxford, the quantity of nutritious vegetable matter consumed in fattening the carcass of an ox would afford 10 times the sustenance if gathered immediately from the bosom of the earth. Now, when I just I'll stop it real quick, real quick, she's basically saying that we're we're fattening up the the ox, the oxen, all of them, and we could use that food just for you know people and just provide all that. That food wouldn't exist if we weren't growing it to also try and feed all of them at the same time. Right. You know that's why all of that food is being grown. It yeah. wouldn't just still exist after uh, after you got rid of eating animals. Okay. Sorry. 200 years after Shelley, as we've heard, one third of the landmass of the world is committed to animal agriculture. 
Entire ecosystems are disappearing. 80% of deforested acres in the Amazon were cleared for animal-based cattle grazing. And yet tonight at dinner, I saw the lion's eaters send meat back from their plates. So-called free-range animals contribute more greenhouse gases, while killing them in mobile slaughterhouses requires more water than industrial slaughterhouses and leaves behind an immense amount of waste, requiring an intense amount of chemicals in the process. Your meat may be organic, but your slaughtering isn't. <laughs> if you eat animals, you take up more climate space, requiring more water, more land, more forest deforestation, contributing more greenhouse gases. This is felt disproportionately by countries in the global south. Their carbon footprint is smaller, but they experience more frequent and intense climate change caused weather events. These events especially affect girls and young women. Your hamburger comes with a dose of misogyny. The Western world colonized their space without sending a single beef eater. Through colonial power, meat eating is also one of the ways gender-based structures of oppression are perpetuated. Men in the West are taunted to renew their man card by eating meat because that's what real men do. That's the sexual politics of meat, and it reveals how unsettled masculinity really is. Back home, my library card is good for seven years, but a man card can expire between breakfast and lunch if someone eats a veggie burger. <laughs> masculinity, a construct. Okay, we gotta stop this. What is she gotta- saying? <laughs> She actually believes this stuff. This is a, it's a 12 minute video that I cut down to uh, seven minutes for this episode. And we can't even make it all the way through. By the way, using that new program where I could just put in the text and then only keep all the. That's pretty awesome. That was a really fast way to cut that out. Nice. But um, so we had, uh, we had patriarchy, racism, mm -hmm, misogyny, mm um, there was all kinds of stuff in there, but I think she hit all the major woke points. Yeah. So the eating, see, this is the thing. As long as you just equate anything to all of these points, then that's the only argument you need. You don't have to have any logical consistency of why eating meat is necessarily a bad thing. Climate change is in there. Sorry. I of course. That. Climate yeah. change, patriarchy, racism. And uh, just so you know, ladies, you know, when you eat that cheeseburger, you're helping you're, misogyny. You're hating yourself as you eat it. Mm-hmm. It's it's impressive, honestly. And you're all so. just caving to the sexual politics of meat. <laughs> sexual That's all it politics is. She talks uh, later on about sexy chickens and sexy pigs and cows and so. Oh man, it's so weird. This is this is late stage wokeness that we're seeing right here. Late mm-hmm. stage wokeness, and uh, it's completely insane. Like I said, to uh, to start this off, there's a lot of arguments you could make to talk about why it's wrong to eat meat. Like actually, like legit arguments, you know? My wife is a vegetarian. She says she had meat accidentally one time in her life, and uh, which she doesn't give me any grief about it, so that's fine. She won't cook my food, which is surprising we stayed together this whole long. Yeah. But um, that's why I've been able to lose weight over the last little bit. But, uh, you know, she, she thinks that it's wrong to eat the animal, to kill the animals and eat them. And so... You could make that argument if you wanted to. They're like, hey, this is a living thing, and we don't have to kill it. There's other stuff we can eat. 
maybe back in the olden times, that's what we had to do, mm-hmm. okay? But now we could let these poor animals live instead of doing all the terrible things they do to them so you can eat that burger. And you, you weren't saying your wife won't eat your meat. She won't cook it. Yeah, yes. She'll take Nate's What meat. he said, that's what he said. I didn't say that. He said that. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so you could make that argument, and it would be a totally rational, heartfelt, true argument that you could make. But instead, you go towards misogyny and racism and climate change mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And I like what Joe said here, too. Aren't plants alive? That's I mean, my wife is fully went off. She went off the cliff on this whole plant thing, this mm-hmm. plant thing that's going on. I feel bad for pl- and I'm being truthful. I feel bad for plants sometimes. She talks about her plants all the time as, yeah. as they're alive and what, which they are. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm a bad plant mom and all this stuff. I'm like, no, baby, you're doing such a good job. <laughs> and uh, turns out you're not supposed to give plants cold water. Because mm. she read this some, thing like, some oh, you are. they're supposed to be filtered, so we have this, you know, filtered pitcher. Yeah. So she goes taking it out of the fridge and be like, oh, I'm giving you some filtered water. Um, but it was cold, and so some of the plants were mad about that. Mm, but they don't yeah. tell you anything. They just turn different colors. Yeah. And so figuring out all those colors. But, yeah, plants are alive, folks. So, I mean, I don't – what are you supposed to eat? Air? <laughs> I don't There's know. There's probably some kind of thing. I mean, molecules we're finding out are probably alive, too. So – that's dumb bleep number four, okay, crazy vegan lady. Dumb bleep number five, I'm going to run through this real quick, okay? This whole crack pipe fiasco is nuts, all right? <laughs> it's been ridiculous what's been going on with this. Now, all the uh, news outlets ran with a story. Biden is spending $30 million on uh, crack pipes for people, okay? <laughs> and it wasn't exactly true. That, now, first off, that's not the only thing that was in there. And Snopes has came in with a great fact check. And we're not going to debate the efficacy of giving people safe ways to do their drugs or anything like that. That'll be a, a topic for another day. I don't think that that is the worst idea in the world, but it's not something that I think the government should be doing. Okay, we'll just say it that way. And I know it, it's not going to solve the problem of people being addicted to drugs. And I think that you could maybe try and solve that problem mm. instead of just making sure they could do it more safely. But anyway, we're not going to talk about that. And so... All the news outlets are running with this story that he's given the crack pipes away. Well, Snopes came out and said, no, that's mostly false. And the reasoning at first was a couple of pretty funny things. They've now moved it to outdated because the facts have changed. Even the facts that they were fact checking based, based on have changed. So they moved it from, from mostly false to outdated. So the article has been, uh, been updated after the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services stipulated that federal funding would not be used to include pipes in the safe smoking kits to be distributed as part of a substance abuse harm reduction program. But there are safe smoking kits going out. Yes, there are safe smoking okay. kits. And even Snopes eventually says that, yes, it is common for all of these things to be in a safe smoking kit. And I looked at the link that they provided, and it does happen to involve the pipes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And so people were making an assumption. Well, they come out and say, well, that's not true. Uh, It is true the grant description required the provision of harm reduction supplies and listed safe smoking kits as an example, an established component of harm reduction strategy. But in reality, those kits consisted, uh, constituted just one of several components of an even longer list of requirements. So it was mostly false because they only cherry-picked one thing out of the list, even though the thing was in the list, okay? Secondly, the news articles were saying that this was because they were trying to advance racial equity. And that is, was just wildly false. So the provision of safer smoking supplies did not have as its purpose 
advancing the cause of racial equity. Rather, its purpose was, logically, to reduce harm and infection among existing drug users. However, the grant description did state that priority would be given to applicants who serve communities that are historically underserved. In other words, the grant's terms encourage recipients to advance racial equity while working for harm reduction, not the other way around. A crucial distinction. <laughs> A crucial distinction. Very which crucial. Many outlets got wrong. Yes. Yes. Um, Jesus, these fact checkers are uh, unbelievable. And the reason the I The amount really, of hoops you have to jump through. I know. Their job, by the way. It's impressive. Their job is to carry water for the administration, mm-hmm. for, de- for just say Democrats or whatever. Their well, job when a Republican. Sounds like it's to carry crack. It is. Crack water. <laughs> crack water. Yeah, it's a new thing going around, <laughs> crack water. And so their job immediately, because they were even wrong on the fact check at first, is to get out there and try and protect the administration. That's the job of the fact checkers. And then they ended well, up the changing the administration they care about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the because current fact check everything for administrations they disagree with. Now, they, they are saying that the uh, program does include safe smoking kits. That was at the top of my Twitter. And then they put this thing saying it's important to note that safe smoking kits typically consist of several other items. Okay. And it, on that right there was a link. And it went to this page right here. And it said, uh, syringe service programs provide safer use equipment and other harm reduction services. Safe smoking kits often include glass stems, rubber mouthpieces, brass screens, lip balm, and disinfectant wipes. Okay, so they often include glass stems. Now, they might not include the bowl, which means, can you call that a crack pipe? Mm. Like, man, that's not a crack pipe. That's a stem. That's right just there. a stem. Fact check. I have all the pieces False. to make a bowl. Okay. I have all the pieces to make a pipe. So then they clarified, uh, while grant recipients were required to purchase harm reduction supplies, uh, they listed, say, smoking kits as one example of such supplies, but it was not a required item. <laughs> okay. And then they changed it from mostly false to outdated. What I'm wondering is why they change it to outdated if they still think that everything that everyone was saying was false afterwards. Why did they do that? And the main reason is because they jumped out to fact check false everything before they even had all the information. They just knew that they needed to fact check false everything. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous what these guys are doing. Yeah. Uh, and girls and whatever, whatever they are. So let's, uh, let's throw in... Another one here, at least. Charlie, what do you have to say about this? This is the last uh, dumb bleep. That was dumb bleep number five, crack pipes. Dumb bleep number six uh, is from Rep Snodgrass. From from Wisconsin. From Wisconsin. Cheese kids. If parents want to, quote, have a say in their child's education, they should homeschool or pay for private school tuition out of their family budget. Other than that? You don't get a say in your child's education. Which would be totally fine if you mm-hmm. got your tax money back. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, good. okay, well, can I have my property taxes back? She deleted the tweet, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got a, lot of, got a lot of retweets, and then it was deleted. Mm. Because she basically encouraged everyone to join private schools, first off. <laughs> like, hey, if you want to say in your kid's education, you're talking to the wrong people. We're the government. <laughs> okay? You go to the private industry. Yeah. You want to have a say. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get that right here. We tell you what your kids are going to learn, mm-hmm. and you shut up about it. <laughs> so she had to delete that thing. <laughs> Isn't that something? Plus, that sh- she's like, oh, I don't want to have a, I don't want to have a, a Yunkin win over here where I come out and say exactly what uh, the person running against him was. 
Hey, thanks for putting those out there, Chuck. There's only six today. I knew that we weren't going to make it through everything. Six whole dumb bleeps. Yeah, oh. while you guys are voting on that, Charlie's going to tell you what to do. Let's get your votes in. Tell them what they um, were. Number one. Color neutral thumbs up. Number one was the ACLU and mandating choice. Number two, Ontario court freezing access to funds. Number three, CNN doing research, trying to figure out why people don't like them. Uh, number four, crazy vegan lady. The sexual politics of meat. <laughs> sexual politics of meat. Number five, <laughs> the fact checkers, the crack piped fact checkers. And number six. Are you saying Biden is a nice crack dealer? Yeah, he's like a friendly. He's crack a friendly, dealer. like a nice. Yeah, he's a not nice even like a one. dealer. He's just a guy that walks up and gives you crack. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the best kind of crack dealer. <laughs> you know, number six is the Wisconsin parents, students thing. So uh, let's get some of those. All right, y'all get in. your votes in while you're voting. I'm going to tell you to go sign up again at goodmorningliberty.locals.com. Be part of the live group and uh, and have some fun in here. That's what we do. Um, a little less hate for me today, but it's still alive and well. <laughs> and lots of love, too. There's going to be a Nate Fest this summer. So to be a part of that, you're going to have to join the live group. And prices are going to go up with inflation. Uh, so we're going to raise the price to join 20%. That means it'll be $6 a month here soon. So you want to get in on the $5 a month price, right? Meow. Do it. Did I just say meow? No. You did say meow. Mm -hmm. um, it is clearly obvious who won. It's And it is because we are full of a bunch of racist, climate change loving, misogynistic. Patriarchal. Colonialism. Colonial. Killing all, all the Indians. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's who wins. The crazy vegan lady mm -hmm. from the debate with Michaela Peterson. That's you know, who wins. Did you know I learned I learned this on Dances with Wolves, by the way. Okay. That Tatanka. Yeah. That's the what that's the buffalo. Of course. Everyone knows that. And that's the other thing too. Like Indians never killed like they never had meat. Yeah. They no. didn't hunt. They didn't do it. That was <laughs> wasn't a thing. Oh, but they thank the animal for its sacrifice. It's impressive. So, all right, share the show with a friend, a family member, a foe, and the children, and leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Hit that follow button if you haven't already. And if it's your first time here, welcome to Dumb Bleep of the Week. We cover all sorts of things here, and the numbers continue to go up. So, probably some of you are new, and we appreciate you. What we do we have close to 30% over last month right now? Uh, up 28.8%. Nice. So, that's a good. Good growth number. We appreciate every single one of you get signed up for the live group. If you do all those things, we'll be back again tomorrow. Uh, no, no, we won't. Mm -mm. We'll be back again on Monday. Until then, I hope you guys have a good day and a good morning. Liberty. Liberty. <laughs>